Pleased to be joined on the line with Brad from High Valley. Brad, I got to start with this. Uh, have you ever been so happy to see the month of March end, considering all that happened uh, around Nashville and around the world in the month of March? Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty crazy when you have a massive tornado in your city and nobody even remembers to talk about it. Um, that's uh, that's when you know it's been a crazy month. So, you know what? Uh, my wife, great woman, she she says, you know, Brad, this is what you've been writing songs about and praying for and asking for is all more family time. You know, dear life, would you stop flying by so fast? You know, all that kind of stuff. And um, here we are. I mean, this is what I wanted. I've always wanted more family time. So uh, I, I can't complain, but I, I wish it was under different circumstances. That's That's for sure. But um, we're making the most of it. We're we're writing songs. We're we're doing that digitally now via Zoom and and Skype and FaceTime. And um, and um, I'm at home and I just get to be with kids. I'm actually in my SUV right now because no matter how many levels your house has or how many square feet, everybody just follows. I think kids just follow their parents around and scream in their ears. So especially when you're on the phone, eh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Brad, uh, you just let it you let it out on social media a couple days ago. You and Rebecca met uh, almost twenty years ago. Do you still do you remember how you yeah. met? Uh, absolutely, I remember. Yes, um, we were playing a music festival, uh, Blueberry Bible Camp Gospel Jamboree, and uh, I was in eleventh grade. Um, it was June. School was about to be out. And um, music festival, pretty old school, a lot of old people everywhere. And then there was a few kids hanging out, and um, Rebecca caught my eye, and she was uh, she came up to the merch table and actually bought one of our five dollar eight by tens, and I signed it for her, and she still has it to this day. It's pretty wild. <laughs> that is that is so cute, uh, and and twenty years just flies by. It's got to be amazing to look back at your lives together and and just how far you've come along. Yeah, it's really crazy. I mean, we were 16 years old when we met, both 35 now, and uh, we, you know, got married super young. Didn't even know that was weird. We got married when we were 19. No idea that was strange. Once we moved to Nashville, it was like we realized everybody thought we were nuts for being married at 19. We are like, oh, okay, I got you. This is is pretty crazy. And... um, had started having our kids together when we were 25, and now we got two boys, and um, yeah, we we literally grew up together. Man, they're just jeal- everybody's jealous. That's why they thought it was crazy that you found your soulmate at 19. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brad, yeah. you talked about getting a little bit more time at home and and trying to balance, you know, life as a as a musician and a and a rock star and and a superstar and and a dad. What's that like for you? Oh, my kids, I mean, I am absolutely in fourth place in our house. I mean, it's, it's the two boys first, and then, and then my wife, and then me. And they're always like, you know, if, if who, who should make the meal today? They definitely cheer for mommy. And who should, who's going to lay down with me in bed, say goodnight, can I have mommy? And we're watching a movie, who do you want to see? So it's a good, healthy dose of reality. I'm, I'm in the bottom, I'm in fourth place right now, and the boys are drawing cool pictures and they're they're writing songs they're writing raps right now um even recorded one of them <laughs> We've, it, the focus has been on them and it's been uh, really really good oh but they gotta love having you back around the house so much they they gotta really appreciate the time that they get to spend with you 
Yeah, we're all loving it being together. Honestly, we um, we painted our garage, we painted the floors in it, did that kind of speckled floor thing, and put up some uh, pull-up bar and TRX cables and a few things. And my son is going into middle school next year, um, and down here football is so big that they started working out in February. The fifth grade kids that want to try out for next year's middle school team. Um, so now he's got a home workout, and it's pretty cool. I actually get to work out with my son, and uh, I'm thinking of going live with that on, on Facebook or Instagram or something one of these days and letting people join us in, in their garages or their living rooms as we do a little body weight workout at home. You know, I think people would like that a lot more than what uh, Curtis got up to there, push-ups and around chicken. <laughs> like, what is he thinking? <laughs> Curtis is always uh, – pushing the envelope uh, in uh, as long as it's in a farm direction so yeah the poultry poultry pickups is what he called it and uh that's my worst nightmare curtis loves that stuff i i only want to do push-ups around chickens if they are dead and grilled and uh maybe got some barbecue sauce on them oh uh, you guys are uh, you guys seem like you have a lot of fun you got a real special relationship it's it's a wild ride that you've been on in music but uh, to have your brother beside you through it all what's it been like w- with you two it's been so cool because Curtis and I are six years apart, and I I moved out um, when I was 18 and was pretty much on the road all the time when I was 16. So, you know, when he was 10, I was kind of out of the picture. So we actually got to know each other way better later on in life than we did as kids, as you can imagine, with a, with a six-year gap. So um, it's been really, really special. They live 20 minutes from us out here, and... My boys and, and his son are, are great friends, and whenever we're done with a pair of baseball cleats or, or basketball shoes, we can pass them on down to Cousin Benjamin, and and when my boys need to go get some chicken crap on their LeBron James shoes, they can go over to Curtis's farm and, and see what that's like. <laughs> so it, it's been really cool that we all get to kind of uh, help each other out. That is that is a really cool little piece of uh, of heaven you got there, let me tell you. Uh, so you guys are originally from Alberta. Are your boys dual citizens, or were they born down in the States? Um, my one son was a year old before we moved here, and the other one was born here. So, so you- um, every once in a while, if it's really cold outside, my oldest son, Drew, will say, yeah, it's not that cold for me, but maybe it's because I'm Canadian and I'm used to it. <laughs> and and <laughs> we're like, yeah, I don't think that one year really helps you too much there. But either way, he... <laughs> He runs with that, so it's kind of cool. Our goal is for the two of them to play against each other in the Olympics someday. Wow, wouldn't that would be that would be pretty good? I can see you like with the jersey with one side Canada, one side USA. I can see that, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you mentioned your yeah. boys into football. I mean, uh, football's crazy down there. I know that hockey for Canadians is like it, it's really really important, but football down in the states is a religion. Like, was it eye opening for you seeing how serious they take football down there? Yeah, I mean, for perspective, you got between fifteen and 20,000 people at an NHL hockey game, and uh, not pro football, but college football in Tennessee has 110,000 seats. So that gives you a, a rough idea of how big of a deal, um, you know, just college football is, let alone the pros. So um, my son, my oldest son is a quarterback, which makes it another whole level of intensity. So... Ever since he was six years old, he's had to know every play. He's had these huge playbooks, had to have them memorized, and um, the coach will yell something out from the sideline, and he's got to reiterate what that means to the 11 kids on the field. And 
takes a lot of responsibility for a six-year-old. Um, he started playing tackle when he was five, and um, now you take it to the middle school level, and it's it's a whole other world. We've had different uh, coaches from different schools approach us about if he would consider switching schools, and <laughs> I mean, it's a whole it's the whole thing. Highly illegal, and we're not doing it. But um, <laughs> it's uh, it's pretty intense. All right, let's get into the music here. Uh, while all this is going on, you guys released the new song. Uh, tell us a little bit about the brand new single. Yeah, I grew up on that. Uh, it's it's a song that we've loved for, honestly, a couple of years and uh, finally got the chance to record it and release it. And um, I think it has a lot to do with the fact that the last few years, so much of our media has been, hey, you guys grew up without TV. You guys grew up without radio. You guys, you know, it's a lot about what we didn't have. And I love that this song is finally shedding some light on what we did have, what we did grow up with. And, um, Hopefully, and so far so good, people have been able to identify and say, you know what, I grew up on that. I, this is what I grew up on, and they're sending us their posts, their old-school throwback photos of what they grew up on. And, and a lot of us have a lot in common. And um, I just remember wanting to be that cool kid whose girlfriend would put her feet on the dash and have these subs in the back with the stereo just kicking. Um, and unfortunately, my first cool vehicle was not cool at all. It was a Plymouth Sundance that... Uh, <laughs> you know, had a lot of peeling paint on it. But I, I did still have a stereo with a remote, which back in the day that seemed to be pretty cool to have a remote for your car stereo. And um, my my girlfriend, now my wife, one day said, why don't you throw that remote away and hold my hand instead of that stupid remote? And so I threw it in the back of the Plymouth Sundance and um, never found it. We detailed the car, vacuumed it, cleaned it, and never was able to find that remote again. So there you go. You know what though? Twenty years down, twenty years later, totally worth throwing that remote away for that <laughs> hand. I bet. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah. You talked about doing some more stuff interactively uh, on your social medias. Is that something you plan to to continue uh, here in the next couple of weeks or couple of months if you can't get out to play shows? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, we're trying to keep it. Everybody's doing the live shows, and I, I get that. Um, that's obviously what we're you know what we're known for as a career. But I think for us, for Curtis and I, it's a little more fun to let people in on our lives. You know, every year of our life has been defined by being on the road and, and performing. And it's kind of cool for us to use this time to shed a little light on the rest of our, you know, lives. Because you only spend an hour a day on stage and 23 hours doing something else. So uh, this is a cool opportunity for us to kind of be forced to show people what makes up the other, you know, 90% of High Valley. I got to say that the latest video you guys posted, uh, you and the Polaris, you got a very dry sense of humor, and uh, I think people would like to see that a little bit more. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You mean the product placement? Yeah. <laughs> I love yeah. Tongue firmly yeah. planted in cheek with that one, eh? Absolutely, yes. So, um, man, it's been fun. We just shot that video, got those Polarises, and... Um, I got a razor and he got a ranger. <laughs> and um, the video you'll see, Curtis takes a razor and may or may not almost flip it on its side uh, <laughs> at one point during the video. But, uh, yeah, we um, we had a lot of fun already with those things. I'm actually on my way. I'm in town right now um, getting a, a new key for the razor because my wife wanted to take her friend for a little ride on our land, and she accidentally broke the key off inside the ignition. So... That's uh, 
that's what we're fixing right now. You know, it's so funny. Everybody thinks it's such a glamorous rock star life, and look at you, still running errands, eh? <laughs> I love running errands. <laughs> I, I just, I love, I mean, just doing projects right now. That's between, between painting the garage and the floor, and tomorrow we're staying in the deck in the pergola, and um, my uh, getting some these, these keys fixed, getting some tires fixed. We're working on a dirt bike today. Um, I love that stuff. We grew up, you know, no pun intended, but we grew up doing a lot of, of stuff like that, snowmobiles, dirt bikes, um, just out in the country. And, and um, part of moving, you know, I used to live in Nashville for quite a few years, and uh, I bought this land half an hour out of town, and it was so that my kids could grow up similarly to, to how I did. And that's what's been awesome about being out on the, on the land. Brad, uh, we could talk. You're you're so very so down to earth, so well so well grounded, so well rooted. We could talk about your family and life for hours. Unfortunately, we're just about out of time. Uh, I do want to ask one thing. High Valley, uh, you guys have just exploded, and, and your your star continues to rise. And a lot of Canadian artists that I'm lucky enough to talk to, uh, they really envy you uh, and, and what you guys have accomplished, both personally and professionally. Uh, just from your point of view, what does it mean to to be so rooted in in other Canadian artists' lives and and in the lives of your fans who really truly love you guys for who you are? Wow, I mean, that's a huge compliment. I just um, it means everything. Paul Brandt obviously is the torchbearer for us. He he um, he's been the absolute perfect uh, role model for us and showing us how to pass it on and. And um, the fact that, you know, what is this now? Something like 10, 11 years later, um, we're still on the radio doing our thing. It's been cool for the, for the Hunter brothers and uh, Hunter brothers and Tim and the Glory Boys and some of these guys, Brett Kissel and the Reclaws and Jade Eagles and all these people recording my songs and, and releasing them to radio. And that's, for me, I've always been a songwriter and I've always dreamt of other artists recording my songs and now now it's starting to be a, a a normal thing and i'm trying not to get used to it because they're um they're doing such a great job with these songs and it allows it allows me to do more of what i love which is writing these songs and high valley can record a few of them and the rest of them can can record them too it's, it's a huge honor well, you're you're a great family man, uh, Brad, and it seems like you got a family of Canadian artists that are also uh, going under your wings and learning the ropes and doing some great things. I really appreciate you taking some time for me today, sir. Hey, thank you so much, and uh, you guys stay safe out there, and hopefully we can get back on the road and see you soon.